God bless you. God bless you. He's not done. He's still working. That's why I want you to stay up here. Amen. Okay. Where are we going, Pastor Jake? Okay. We'll start here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay. 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 No better place to be than this. Mm. <laughs> okay, let's go. For the last couple of months, God's been teaching me about something. Now, I have an understanding of the kingdom. I have an understanding of God's working in us, working in the kingdom. And God's been teaching me on the topic of fear and I, I know what God's word says about it, but I'm getting deeper revelation of what that means for me, and that's what I want to share with you today. Um, okay. In April of this year, my job came to an end. And I have been working for about a decade um, here at the church, but also bivocationally, I've been working in the entertainment industry. And God's faithfulness from one, just how I got my foot in the door, but one job after another, oh my gosh. Is, he's been so good to me. And at every transition, there's been something to learn. And at every transition, there's been an opportunity for fear to come, come knocking at my door. But God's been teaching me through this whole process more about his faithfulness and that's what I want to talk about starting with this fear if you let it it will come in and it will occupy and torment you and it does that in your mind in your thoughts that's where it sets up shop if you let it and if you leave it there long enough the devil will go from just getting a foothold to a stronghold meaning you're now agreeing that what's happening is okay and you're trying to work around it. You're trying to live with something that isn't supposed to be there. Okay? So, here we go. Let's do this. Okay. So are you a child of God? Yes. Okay. That's good. This applies to you. And if you're not, you can be. You can be. It's so simple and so powerful. You just have to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And everything I am talking about applies to you. It is that simple. Okay. In first... <laughs> you don't even know. It's been such a good day. God is doing amazing things. And... Um, Okay, I stand here to, to <laughs> for that purpose. My job ended in April, but guess who still has their joy? Amen. I'm not ashamed to let it out. I got a lot, a lot to laugh about. I got a lot to be excited about because my God is faithful. Do you want to eat from a tree that has rotten fruit? Do you want to eat from a tree that has no fruit? What kind of tree do you want to eat from? Lots of fruit. God said, you abide in me and my word abides in you and you will bear much. There you go. Okay. Here we go. Fear. Okay, so in 2 Timothy 1.7, you can write this down. Go there later. 
In 2 Timothy 1.7, it says, We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of might and of power and of a sound mind. So right off the bat, if there is fear, it ain't from God. In the garden, fear did not exist. Fear came as a byproduct of the curse, man's sinning and falling away and separation from God. But hallelujah, Jesus' death, resurrection, and ascension now gives me new life in Christ. I confess the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the laws of sin and death. I'm free from the curse in Christ. So if there's fear occupying any part of my mind and I'm letting it, that's sin. Because God does not intend for you to harbor fear. Because then fear becomes your master. And you become a slave instead of, get this, a servant, a child, an heir, a priest, a king, holy, set apart. If fear becomes your master and it torments you, you just become a slave. Oppressed, bound. God doesn't want that. He wants you to receive his son so you can inherit eternal life, so you can be a child of God, a holy priest, a royal nation, saved, healed, full of the joy of the Lord, full of his peace and his presence. He wants you to have all of that. So he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of might and of power and of a sound mind. Sound mind meaning this, safe thinking. This is full of safe thinking. This is full of truth. I haven't given you a spirit of fear, Jake, but of love and of power, and I've given you the ability to rightly discern and have safe, safe thinking. His word is full of truth. Here's one of them. 1 John 4.18. Perfect love casts out all fear. Oh, okay. Now you're giving me something to play with. Now you're giving me something to run with, Lord. Okay. So if I get this straight, I'm in your kingdom. I'm full of your spirit. And that's your words of truth for me. So when fear comes... The job doesn't come. Fear comes in. And this is what it sounds like. Well, how are you going to provide for this? How are you going to pay your mortgage? How are you going to pay your insurance? Your kids are going to school. How are you going to pay for that? Meals on the table, food, things like that. Oh, that's just the... That's just the enemy coming in. That's fear. Here's the deal. If that gets into your thoughts and you receive that as truth, that will day and night bother you. That will day and night torment you. That will day and night grow and fester and get really, 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 really ugly until it controls how you think. God must not provide for me. He must not care about me. That's probably true for other people, but I'm not experiencing it. Those are lies. That's not my God. My God, according to the Psalms, gives me an abundance to drink. He creates water in the wilderness. He gives me an abundance to drink. He brings forth streams and causes water to run down like rivers and flow into all the dry places. He did it for them. He'll do it for me. That's truth. So here's the deal. So perfect love casts out all fear. 
the strongest way to receive something, because this is truth in the word of God, how do I receive it? The strongest way to receive something is by experience. Miracles, signs, and wonders are manifestations of God's nature and character and his love. He's given us his spirit by which we can receive his word in faith. So faith lets me get a hold of miracles, signs, and wonders. Because the most powerful, the strongest way you can receive something is by experiencing it. That is the strongest way you can receive something from the Lord. So this is interesting. I'll give you an example. I'm going to take you back a couple years. How many of you know that scripture I just read is absolute truth? God's perfect love casts out all of, I'm making it personal, casts out all of Jake's fears. Okay, I'm going to rewind, rewind, rewind the clock. About seven years ago, my job was coming to an end. Nothing on the horizon. Um, they moved me on the campus where the studio lot was. They moved me to the back portion of the lot, and a lot of people weren't happy about this move because it's like the less cared about portion of the lot. Like you walk in, there's like ceiling things hanging down, some exposed wires. These lights work. These lights don't. That one flickers, you know. And they brought us back there, and my boss goes, all right, Jake, here's your desk. And it's right in front of the kitchen. And I went, oh, praise God. I'm so close to the kitchen. This is great. He turns and looks, he does, he turns and looks at me and he goes, I love you, West. I could put you anywhere. <laughs> They'd already moved me three times. They're like, why don't you have anything up on your walls? I'm like, well, you, you move me like every week. So I figured, <laughs> embrace the walls. Uh, and so he put me there and I got home and I talked to Kim and I said, okay, Lord, it does not matter where I go. It, you're with me. You provide for me. It does not matter where I go. I can be in the, 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 the nicest place or this place. Uh, but it, it doesn't matter. And I went, oh, this is great. I'm by the kitchen. That means everybody in this building has to pass by me every single day. Oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good because I have the joy of the Lord. And I'm ready to give it away. I told Kim this. And I said, it doesn't matter. And um, so I said, okay, in the next two months, I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to walk through every floor, and I'm going to walk through every office, and I'm going to meet every single person so they can experience God's presence. So I did. I went to every single office, and I introduced myself. Um, <laughs> oh, this is good. There's this one guy there, and he's just like 6'4", like 200 pounds. He's a big, does not look happy. His first words to me were, I don't like noise. I like it quiet here. This is a quiet building. And uh, <laughs> until I came, because uh, <laughs> I knew what God was doing in the midst of something that did not look great. And I wasn't going to have a job after this. It was the end of our production. And so <laughs> I'm like, all right, great, great for you now, but it's going to get better because I knew what God wanted to do. I knew God wanted to. Uh, have fun. So what I did was, is I just would stop by, Mr. Quiet. Hey, man, how you doing? What's, what's happening? What, what are you working on today? T tell me a little about what your, your job is and what you do. And um, 
And he began to talk to me. And there's a few other people there. I walked in. I literally walked in their office. Don't know him from Adam. And I go, hey, how's it going? I'm Jacob. I just moved on to this floor. I'm, my show's wrapping up. But what are you doing? What are you working on? Okay. <laughs> how, does this, how does this go back to God's perfect love cast out fear? Watch. Because you have to experience it. So I'm doing this, and it's happening, and my job's winding down. My car breaks down one day. I get to work. It breaks down, so I had to have it towed to the mechanic, so I need a lift home. And this is after I'd been there probably like a couple of months, not that long, a couple of months towards the end of production. So I only knew this group of people for a short period of time. And uh, my car broke down. And um, everybody who works there, they have to pass by my cube. So they always say hi. And they started warm enough after they passed by to say hello. And if they didn't, I would like, i like pop my head out and be like, hey, how's it going, Mike? <laughs> like, You're not going to pass me? God put me here for a reason. And so... My car broke down, I just got off the phone, and I'm like, oh, shoot, how am I going to do this? We're going to call him Mike. That wasn't his name. I don't even remember what his name was. Maybe it is Mike. Doesn't matter. <laughs> he comes by, and he goes, hey, Wes, did I hear you right? Did your car break down? I said, yeah, it did. He's like, where do you live? And at the time, we lived in uh, Santa Clarita. And Mike, <laughs> he drove like an F550, like, like just this big truck. And I drove, at the time, a little Hot Wheel. Very small Honda Fit. <laughs> Lawnmower battery. And um, he goes, you know, I could put your car in the back of my truck. I know you could, man. I know you could. And he says, tell you what, what time did you get off? I'll wait around for you. I will drive you home. Where do you live? I said, I live there. And he goes, oh, yeah. You're a little past my house, but I'll take you. Get this. The, one of the other guys that's working there, he goes, hey, West. I'm working on a show. Do you want to see it? He was developing something. And so I'd always come by and say hi. And so he showed me what he's working on. And um, he knew my job was coming to an end. And the styles were very different. Think like, oh, what cartoon reference could I give you? I'll just say they're very different, night and day different. Um, and it's nothing that was in my portfolio. I'd never drawn anything like it before. And he said, hey, Wes, do you think you could draw this? And I looked at him, and I said, yeah. I'd never drawn it before. Yeah, I think I could do that. Um, and so we had developed a, a friendship. And so what had happened was, week before my job, it, we're coming to an end. He pulled me aside and his producer, and he said, okay, listen, I'm going to give you an opportunity. I want you to test for my show. So he gave me a bunch of work, and he said, um, if you can do it, I'll, I'll give you the job. I'd never done this before. And so I said, great. And... I went home and I was just like, okay, God, you brought me this opportunity. I'm going to give this my best foot forward. I did the stuff. I turned it in. And it wasn't exactly what he had wanted, but they offered me the job. Here's the deal. Perfect love casts out all fear. I'm in a place, doesn't feel fun, doesn't look great. Nobody else wants to be there. My job is coming to an end, and I've got nothing lined up. It didn't matter. I had to experience it. God could put anyone in my path. God could put anyone. He could put me around anybody else. It didn't seem great, but guess what? I had so much favor on that production. They brought me on, and 
and I got to come on early before anybody else, and I got to develop and work on the project, get to know the person who did it, and then God started bringing people back to that part of the campus, and that's where the whole crew ended up staying, and I got to spend over a year being Jesus. Drawing was fun, but what I got to do and talk about, witness and experience, it was incredible. What happened? I experienced God's love for me in this. Jake, I'll provide for you. Amen. Doesn't matter where you go, I'll provide for you. Doesn't matter what it looks like, I'll provide for you. Amen. And I felt the love of God because I felt seen and looked after. So any fear of not having work casts out. Perfect love casts out all fear, meaning this. It knows what to do. When you receive by faith the truth of God's word, it manifests in the natural. And when that happens, it goes and removes all thought. All thought. When he came into my office, I said, hey, did you mean that when you said you would give me a job if I could do this? Because I've never done this before. He said, I mean it. If you could do it, you can have it. And as soon as I heard that, I had not drawn a single thing. But I knew God put me where I was supposed to be. And I said, Lord, if I can't draw it now, I will when I pick the pencil up. Because that's favor. That is favor. And I know it. Not just so I can succeed, but so I can get into rooms, conversations, conferences, where you couldn't go, where I couldn't go, and I can be Jesus and minister to people. That's what it's for. It's a blessing to me, but it's so that I can be Jesus to other people. So, the fear of not having anything went. Whoosh, just gone. It says, cast out all fear. If you have like a really like um, confusing Christmas mold, I love my analogies too. If you have a really confusing Christmas mold and you pour water into it, water, it knows what to do. It fills up every nook and cranny. And if you keep pouring, it just floods the whole thing. Perfect love casts out all fear. It means it's mature love. It knows what to do. You can trust it. It comes in and goes, that thought's not God, that thought's not God, that thought's not God. Fear, 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 fear. Whoosh. And it all goes away. And that's amazing. But here's the deal. I can take that verse, perfect love casts out all fear, and I can by faith receive it. Okay, God, that's what your word says. I'm going to declare it. But the most powerful way, the strongest way you can receive something is by experiencing it. And so when I experienced it, that truth went down deep. And at every job transition, it's gone down deeper and deeper and deeper because I've seen God's faithfulness. Okay. Fear, though, can come back. God says, hey, I haven't given you a spirit of fear, but of love and might and power and of a sound mind, and my perfect love casts out all fear. But the deal is, it can come back. I want to talk about right thinking and wrong thinking. Here's an example in the scriptures about wrong thinking. It's from James 1, 1 through 8. Don't be a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. His loyalty is divided between God and this world. Let, let that man not suppose he will receive anything from the Lord. Ooh, a double-minded man and stable in all his ways. His loyalty is divided between God and this world. Right thinking. Ephesians 6, 
10 through 18. When you have done all to stand, stand. Single-minded focus on the joy of the Lord is my strength. Single-minded focus. Single-minded focus. God's perfect love casts out all fear. God, I want to experience your love today. Lord, I need you. Single-minded focus. When I've done all that I can do, I stand. If a double-minded man who trusts in God, until it gets hard, fear comes in, and you start to trust what the world is saying, God says that man should not suppose they will receive anything. Here's why. Because they'll trust in the Lord, but when fear comes, how are you going to pay your mortgage? How are you going to pay your bills? How are you going to pay for your kid's school? See, I'm single-minded focused, and when that comes, that is a temptation to be double-minded. And if you think about that and let that in, oh, it'll ruin you. It'll ruin you. You got to stand on the word so you see it in your life and the peace comes and then you've got to keep it. That requires some discipline. Don't walk lazy expecting much. Don't walk lazy expecting anything. You steward everything God gives you. Did he give you a mind? Yes. Steward it. Find what the word says and stand on it. A single-minded man. I love that verse. When you've done all to stand, stand. Why? Because at the end, it's just going to be you and God. And that problem, it ain't there. Why? It can't stand. The devil can delay. Can't conquer. Uh Uh-uh. Can't do that. Here's a very popular question. Jake? Will I ever overcome this? Because I've been standing for a long time. Yes. Yes, you will. Let me show you. Yes, you can. Absolutely, yes, you can win. You can. Get this. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Walk with me. Get this. In God's presence, that's how you win. Watch. In God's presence, his word, his Holy Spirit will give you revelation. His Holy Spirit is the one that takes a truth and opens it up for you to take a peek. When God gives you revelation, it's an invitation for you to use your faith. So he's going to open up and say, okay, now you know this, that perfect love casts out fear. Now you know this, that you have to experience God. The Holy Spirit opens that up and literally goes, take it by faith. Just says, take it, take it, because you have to do that part. So I'm going to latch on to that word of truth, and I'm going to take it. And by faith, I'm going to walk in it until there is an experience, a manifestation. And then, oh, my gosh, God's got me. Unshakable. Now you have a testimony. You've just watched from conception to birth what a testimony is. The Holy Spirit gives you revelation. You grab a hold of it, 
through faith and start obeying it, your faith is producing works, and then all of a sudden your moment of, we call it in the church breakthrough, hits, you have an encounter with God where you experience his love, and then all of a sudden there is a tangible testimony here now in your life. Now watch. Woo! Now watch. That's not even the best part. This is the best part. Now watch what happens. Revelation 12, 11. They overcome. Pastor Jake, can I overcome? Heck yeah. You overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. The blood of the lamb, that's your salvation. The word of your testimony, the fruit of your salvation. A testimony. I can look back when I hear the mortgage, when I hear the car, the school bill. I can look back and go, uh-uh, devil. You know how many encounters I've had with God? Amen. Where I have walked all over you. Amen. Fear is not up here, not in Jakey. It's under my feet, happily under my feet where it belongs. I can look back at every single testimony of God's goodness and stay single-minded and focused and put all of that nonsense to the side because of the blood of the lamb, I am in Christ and the word of his testimony, my experiences of him providing for me. That is how you overcome. Now get this. It's the Holy Spirit that reveals something for you to take a hold of by faith. And it's the Holy Spirit's strength that helps you produce it. Okay, let me ask you this. How do you overcome without the Holy Spirit? You can't. Why? Because this, without a relationship, is just religion. That's what the Pharisees had. They were not casting out devils. They were not making disciples. What did Jesus have? He waited until he got the Holy Spirit. And then he died and said, it's better for me to go so you can have this too. Because it's the Holy Spirit that gives you that seed of truth and lets you look at words and teaches you how to get them into your life. Gives you the strength to stand until you experience the promise fulfilled. And then now, it's not just the truth from the Bible that I can quote. It's a testimony in my life, physical, tangible, that I can point to. How are you able to convince someone God's real? How are, how are you able, like I can tell you that I believe in Jesus, that I love him with all my heart, but to someone who doesn't know God, that doesn't mean nothing. But I can point to fruit. In fact, I can carry it with me. In fact, I can give it away. Signs, wonders, miracles, signs, and wonders, it's a tangible expression of God's nature and his love. I can walk into a room with that and I can take back a whole lot for the kingdom. People. Years ago, I had a miracle happen for me. God reminded me of it today. I had, um, do you remember this, hon? I had a, a swell right here under my ribs. My ribs was popped up a bit. And from the outside, it looks like you could see the top of a tennis ball. It really hurt, really bad. And um, I was in a lot of pain. I was like, oh, no, what's this? Um, and so I had to go get an ultrasound done because you could feel it. It was a mess. It hurt. And so I went out to dinner with Kim, uh, my wife, and um, 
Janine and Jenny. Do you remember this? We were at Cheesecake Factory. And I said, hey, I've got all this pain. I'm going in for this ultrasound. Could you guys pray for my stomach? So they prayed for me for healing, for a miracle. I went in and got in, uh, an ultrasound done, and it hurt. Like, while they were... <laughs> the jelly and the camera, the quiet room. I like to talk. Uh, asked if they found buried treasure, if they had split it with me 50-50. Um, I... I carry God's joy wherever I go. That is the truth. I can't help it. And they did the ultrasound. I got the results back. They, they called and asked me, hey, why did you come in? I said, my stomach. You got nothing there, man. Nothing. 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 You got nothing there. But belly. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. And so that's fruit. Now watch this. I'm sitting in my office and one of our board artists walks by the hall, and she's walking by, and she's got her hand on her side, and she sits the whole meeting in pain. And I'm sitting there with fruit. Let me tell you about my Jesus. No, let me show you my Jesus. Amen. I said, hey, I, I talked to her after. I said, hey, listen, I want to share with you. I believe in a God that heals. And I want to share with you something God did for me. And I told her the story, and I said, if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. You don't have to be saved to experience God's love. But when you do, and you receive him as your Lord and Savior, your whole world gets better. It's not a one-time thing. God says you can renew your mind daily. Abide with me, and I'll abide with you. That's a daily thing. I told us over the phone, so I said, okay, in the name of Jesus, I declare healing over uh, her ribs in Jesus' name. Next week, she comes in the work, standing up straight, and is avoiding me like the plague. <laughs> oh, because you tasted some fruit. You tasted Jesus. And I tracked her down. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I want this testimony. I am jealous for testimony. I want to take what God has done, and I want to share it. That is why I do that. And she said, well, I went back to see the doctor. And this whole time, I'm thinking, how's God going to do this when, after I prayed for her? She said, okay, I went back to see the doctor. And they found out there was a problem. They gave me someone else's medication, and it was fighting my body. She says, I'm, I'm, I'm healed. I'm like, I know you are. You're smiling. <laughs> I said, isn't that amazing? Okay. It is God's desire for you to encounter his love in, in an experiential way. Uh, what does it say in um, in Romans 12.2? Renewing your mind daily, right thinking. 2 Corinthians 4.16, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. There's another one. Ah, yes. Write this one down. This will change your life. Ephesians 3.18-19 says, talking about you, maybe you'll be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, length, depth, and height to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with the fullness of God. He's talking about you. Paul comes in, much like this, and he says, hey, I really want you to be able to comprehend with all the saints. That word is experience. It's comprehend experientially, not intellectually. Where Jesus went, signs and wonders followed because he wanted people to experience the kingdom of God. That has not changed. And it never will until we go on to glory.
you're meant to carry around the kingdom of God. You can't do that apart from the Holy Spirit. People like, oh, that's too weird for me. Like, are you out of your ever-loving mind? You'll die without it. Spiritually, you will. And the Bible teaches that spiritual death leads to physical death. You can't afford to live without the Holy Spirit. Watch this. If you go from Sunday to Sunday, look at how much happens within 24 hours. Look at how much happens in your life within a week. How many times does fear come knocking for this or that? Oh, your vision's a little blurry. What's that about? Oh, a little lump on your leg. What's that about? What's happening? The Holy Spirit is the one standing at the door going, no, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that's standing there going, "Uh uh-uh, get out of here. Go, far away. Go, 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 in Jesus' name. Because perfect love casts out all fear. So the Spirit of God is standing right there as your defender. It's a shield of faith. It's the Spirit of God that's your defender. You can't go through life without the Holy Spirit. Being in the presence of God and letting the Spirit go, here's this truth, so you can take it by faith and stand in it so you experience and encounter who God is. Okay. Okay, dokie. Spirit of fear. Ask fear of man. That's a big one. That's a big one. People being scared to go get something from the Lord. Do you know how twisted that thought is? I'm challenging you because God's challenging you to grow. When God brings a word, he doesn't wait for the sermon. He doesn't come to hear me talk. He he taught me. (laughs) There's nothing I can teach God. He came for your worship. He came for your worship. He's not waiting for me to get up here for you to get something. He, He comes quick. He can't wait to give you all of himself and he can't wait for all of you. But fear of man will keep you. And that's a thought God says. You got to eradicate that. Ask God to go. Perfect love casts out all fear. Come forward and experience me. Come experience who I am. And let me take all that nonsense away. Okay. 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 Says it like I hears it. If you didn't come up and you're supposed to and you want that in your life, get up here. You want testimonies in your life? You want to see... God, move. Come up here. Break it off. I can run around this sanctuary. I can walk all over this because I have no fear of what God is doing. I have no fear of man. I had to drop that a long time ago. Uh, I was afraid to receive the Holy Spirit at one point, and I had to get to a place of desperation where I was so desperate. I said, God, I don't care where it comes. I'll take it wherever. I walked to the back and fell down under God's presence right before the exit, and everybody had to step over me, and I was free as a bird. I, I could care less because I know Thank you. I know if, God, if I honor God, he'll honor me. But I can't sit there complaining about my problem and not getting up off my feet, breaking off fear and going forward when I know it's God. So I'll say it again. If you're bound by fear, get up here. It'll be gone by the time you get to the front. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Keep it coming. Yeah, praise God. Amen. Good for you, dude. Good for you. Come on. Not the only people. This is so silly. The enemy likes to come in with fear and just hold you there. But if you want freedom, you just got to break it off. It's basically saying, I don't care about the fear, but I want more of Jesus. That's as simple as it is. 
Come on, there's more. Let's go. Let's go. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. He's doing the work. Just start praying. He's doing the work. He's already done it. There's a whole lot of freedom. Anybody else? Amen. Good for you, Donna. Good for you.